a published writer now for just over th- just over thirty years. I've tried to work out um, when. Yeah. There's lovely lines in, in the book about I think about writing. One is that writing is is thinking. I think was Barrow says. Right. I wonder what that thirty years of writing and and thinking has been like. And, and perhaps this idea of looking back slightly has the life of being a, a writer has that been. If you look back at it, right at this moment in this room, mm-hmm. <laughs> has it been mm-hmm. one that that has been satisfying? Is it? It's been it's been enormously satisfying. So far, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, I know, can't remember who I was talking with, but someone, for whatever reason, I was thinking of of Philip Roth and and his decision. Uh, not only not to write anymore, but to announce that he wasn't writing anymore, as, as he did a few years ago. Mm. Um, and uh, I remember feeling very disappointed, very disappointed with that, because first of all, Roth, not all of his later books were great, but some of them were genuinely great books. Nemesis, I thought, was amazing. I liked that, and there was one that, one of the more recent ones that nobody else seemed to care about very much, but I, it was about the um, about New Jersey and being a, a kid with a polio. Oh, yeah, sadly, I think that was it, the one. Oh, yeah, is that Nemesis? Nemesis? Yeah, yeah, is that Nemesis? Yeah, yeah. I loved that book. Yeah, the Javelin Throne. Yeah, and, and for him to say that he wasn't going to write anymore seemed was very disappointing to me, and, and finally it dawned on me why. And that and that is that, and one of the reasons that life, my life as a writer has been so satisfying is that most people think of writers, you think of writers as as writing books so that they can tell you what they think. And writing for me is just not about what I think, it's it's writing is not how I think. And so when someone says, do you think you'll ever retire from writing? For me that's like asking, will you ever would you ever stop thinking? Because that's how I that's how I think now. I mean I have all kinds of bogus opinions on, on an infinite number of subjects, like 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 most people. I mean, just consider the last hour and a half. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, we all have opinions and we all talk and we try to sound reasonably coherent and cogent and, and uh, we probably all love the sound of our own voices, but, but um, I don't I don't feel that I've ever, that that's ever gotten me None of that has ever made me smarter, um, or or more fully human, or any of that. But but being being writing novels is, I think, as many people have observed, an exercise in empathy. And so, writing these books has um, allowed me for a very to say that you've had a very rich imaginative life is to say I think that you've had a very rich life. And um, so, and I just cannot. It, I, I find that, like, like most people getting older, most writers getting older, that it takes me longer. It takes me longer now to... It takes me twice as long to do half as much. And I have certain... I, I certainly have misgivings, and, and I don't... There are an awful lot of writers who probably should quit earlier than they do because they're not working at, they're not working at the top of their game anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to be one of those writers who overstays his welcome. Um... But on the other hand, I just can't imagine what I would do. What would I do? I thought this is a book about 
loneliness. There were mm -hmm. lots of people, um, whether it was living over Ruth. Ruth is terribly lonely. It reminded me of what you said about your mother, that she comes home and she says, I wish there was just a new life there. Yeah. But what monumental thing would she have to do right. to make that? And I wonder if it's something like that. Well, not, the very, the very to... fact that Ruth is thinking about Aruba suggests yeah. that there's nothing, there's nothing closer to hand that will do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what monumental? You'd have to tell the kind of lie your mother did to probably yeah. to get yourself out of the way that. But it, it made me think the way that our choices can open up things for us, but they can also narrow. Yeah. Has writing is writing ever lonely? I mean, because so much of it is. You on your mm -hmm. own in a room. I just, I, mm -hmm. I, this is me psycho yeah, psychoanalyzing yeah. And you. That's, and that's and that's I, I did it before, uh, <laughs> which means that you have a right to yeah. as well. Um, um, well, I'm going to give you a very bad answer because I don't I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. I, I I I I don't know what. I know loneliness doesn't have anything to do with having a lot of people around. Right. I think that's the worst kind of loneliness is having a lot of people around. Right. Um. Um, but I feel uh, I feel there there are times there are times when in my writing life and in times when I'm working on a on a novel and times when the writing is not going well that it does seem lonely because there's 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 almost I mean my wife and I have been married for. 43 years now, 44 years now. Um, and we know each other pretty well, but I don't like to share with her those times when I, in some sense, need her most because um, whatever existential thing I'm going through, I just don't want to share that with her. Um, uh, and and so I sometimes, as a result of that, a, a kind of artistic loneliness will come about because I say to myself, "Well, come on, dipshit! You chose this profession, you chose this craft. Don't go, don't go about whining when things are when things are not going well." Um, so there's that. That I mean, but I have you know my my daughters live nearby. They both live in Portland with their husbands. I've got grandchildren now. They're they're that part of my life, um, family, friends, I have no misgivings about that at all. It's just an incredibly rich, an incredibly rich um, <clears throat> life that I have with all the people that I love the most, really very close to hand. When mm -hmm. I tell other people, other writers, other friends who get to see their children only a couple times a year, they live on the other, they live on the other side of the country, and. And, and they really can only afford to go out and see them for a couple of weeks at a time, mm -hmm. twice a year, or something like that. And they, I tell them that my daughters and, and their husbands and their families live in Portland, and we have Sunday dinner together. I can just see the looks on their faces. Mm -hmm. How did you? How did you do that? And I and I and I know how how lucky I am. Um, the art, the artistic side of it. Yeah, there are sometimes that that. Um, uh, that it's that it's lonely and it's lonely in a in a in a way that it's 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 almost self-imposed. It's a kind of self-imposed loneliness, because I know what Barbara would say. Well, when you're feeling like that, well, for God's sake, tell me. But there was a, there was a time I'll just I'll just just very quickly because it, it's actually kind of a funny story. But she and I she had talked me into going on this cruise and it was a 
it was a repositioning cruise that started out. The idea is that these great big cruise ships down in the Caribbean, they're down there for the winter, and of course during the summer they reposition. They go across the Atlantic, okay. and it's the same. But it's they're now patrolling the Caribbean, or now they're, they're now patrolling the. Uh, uh, they're now in the Mediterranean uh, for the uh, for the for the summer. So we went over there. Uh, we, we went over. Um, it was like ten days. And fearing seasickness, we went in and got those those patches that that, that they give you. Um, and I was working on a novella at the time. And as we crossed, as we crossed the ocean, every day farther out to sea, I became more anxious. And I thought I was in one of those periods where I couldn't figure out how to finish the story. But I was becoming, I was becoming. Anxious. I mean, the anxiety, anxiety at a volume that I had never, okay. uh, and 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 a little bit of depression too. Um, just thinking, oh my God, there's no way out of this. What <laughs> what am I what am I going to do? And it turned out to be the fucking patch. It has this. It has this. It's one of the, the one of the things that makes you not throw up. Makes you <laughs> if you're like it didn't do anything to Barbara. But it was it was making me fucking suicidal, until it finally it finally dawned on me. I was about to put on the new patch, and I and it, when I was about to put on the new one, I thought, "Is there a, is there any chance that this was about?" And it took me two days um, after that for it to finally clear my system. But the thoughts in my head were on a loop. I couldn't get rid of anything, and during that entire time, and I had never, I had never felt that way before. I had never felt so awful before. <laughs> Did I say anything to Barbara? Really? Not a word. I kept, really? I kept the entire thing to myself. Only when it was over, did I tell her. And she, of course, she felt, <laughs> she felt, she, I had no idea you were suffering. But I was just. So it's a really dark, but introverted place you know? yeah it is and, 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 and the fact that I was working on it wasn't it wasn't entirely um, disconnected from the fact that I was working on something and it wasn't going well and this had happened to me before and that, I thought it was a feature of that and it was of course just a chemical Stop reaction in those adverts they go but, really well. <laughs> <laughs> which you can do How, how much pleasure do you get from... I asked this to Laura Littman, who's also been a um, Oh, I like her work. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, yeah, she's a great writer. And what I liked about her was... I think she was sort of surprised to be asked as a crime writer, but does I asked about posterity. Does, and obviously, if you, you've won um, Pulitzer, you've mm-hmm. won major awards, uh, you get great reviews. Uh, I, well, I was quite part of that. Do, do, how much does that external validation, before we ask about posterity... Yeah. Well, how much did reviews and the, and the prizes? How much do they matter to you? Well, the, the Pulitzer mattered in, enormously in the sense that it, it not only it not only brought that book to everybody's attention, but of course all my backlist too. So suddenly all my it, it floated the entire backlist, and, mm. and uh, so I mean it was my life has changed, you know, so dramatically as as a result of all of that. Um, so there's that, and I. Uh, the gift that keeps on giving, as my editor calls it. Uh, I guess you get to put that on every book. Um, Does it change uh, how you sort of see your, yourself? I can honestly say no to that. Um, I've never... 
doesn't make the writing any easier. It doesn't make the, <laughs> the the pages are still blank when I come to them, and I still have to I still have to uh, in my in my own way wander around and 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 find my way. Um, so no, no, I don't I don't have any I don't have any sense I don't have any sense of that at all. Um, thankfully, I think because it's it's a terrible burden. It can be a terrible burden for. Uh, for writers, who's the writer that just died recently? Who kind of never wrote a word after the Pulitzer? Uh, Is it James Allen McPherson? Uh, okay. Yeah. But it, it can it can be a it can be a burden. Um, I mean, good reviews. Nobody likes to be reviewed badly, but a good review is little more than a stay of execution, as somebody once said. So it's it's also it's not it's not um, something that um, that I spend an inordinate amount, um, amount of time about. Posterity matters to me only in the sense that I want, I don't want to leave a good book of mine unwritten. I would like, I would like, I don't know how many more there are, um, but I want every one of them. Do, I you, want, do, I you, want, do you know what, are they sort of, is, the, is the next book being written no. Um, I have a. I have an idea. I haven't written word one yet, but I have an idea. I know. I. I know what it's. Or I think I know something about it, um, and I'm very anxious to get to get started uh, on it sometime in November because I've got some other things that I've some other things I'm finishing up a book of essays and got a book of stories coming out. So there are other things, but but as far as as posterity is concerned, I don't want anything. I don't want to. I don't want anything shabby. I don't want any any shortcuts. Too old for that now. Um, I, I I just want it. Just want it to be good. I want it to be as good as I can make it. Flipping it around, side, does it ever help? Considering, I mean, this is a novel where everyone at various points is considering death. Mm-hmm. And there's the I think I always say this one, but it's the Woody Allen line. Um, I don't want to achieve immortality through my art. So I want to achieve it through not dying. Yeah, <laughs> but does does the idea of these these books outliving does it help if you in the middle of the night if you're thinking oh my god I'm having a you know I'm having a, this is it I'm a, d- I don't think I've ever thought of it that way. Um, does death in itself is it something that you so obviously you're spending some time considering it? Can, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do. I, I don't. Barbara and I have talked about this because. Um, Barbara worries about that. She worries about non. She worries about non-existence, um, and um, that doesn't that doesn't worry me particularly. And I don't think I don't think death worries me in depending on what we mean by when we say I'm not afraid to die. Um, there are certain kinds of death. I don't. Um, I don't want to asphyxiate. I know that. <laughs> because I watched my grandfather who basically did that as a result of as a result of emphysema. So there's something from my childhood that doesn't make me want to um, uh, to to die in particular ways, drowning, asphyxiation, things like that. Not being able to Would that could a third Bath book be a third Sully book be one of the projects you would? At this point, I can't imagine it. But you know, um, two months before I started writing Everybody's Fool, I couldn't imagine it either. So, 
instinctive. Yeah, I mean, if we if we go ten years forward again, Sully. It's, it's unlikely, given his diagnosis, that Sully would be around. Uh, and I mean, I suppose the other alternatives are just purely arithmetic. Would it? Would it? Would it be? You know, Sully. Sully on his deathbed. That doesn't seem particularly appealing. I want if he's not out and about, yeah. causing Close mischief. Call, yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not sure. I, I, I don't want to. I don't. Yeah, yeah. If he doesn't, if his seat in, and if his seat at the bar is, is I don't want to write a, another uh, fool novel where 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 Sully is not one of those. So it just doesn't seem. I don't. I can't imagine if you think if you think of a way yeah. <laughs> to do it. Let me know. No, I, I, <laughs> I just want to say thank you very much for spending. James, it was so much fun again. Thank you very much. Thank you. Too.